Welcome to a Mental Moment Podcast. As a mental health guru, I pride myself on not only getting through to women from all walks of life and sharing helpful tips on protecting their mental, but most importantly, learning how to normalize the emotional needs for men as well. According to a research article, almost nearly 400 respondents with direct expression of depression or suicidal ideation, more men than women stated that they feel embarrassed about seeking formal treatment for depression. See, 400? That's a lot of people. Exactly. We don't talk about it enough, but men need to be heard. On today's episode, we speak with licensed mental health therapist, Jay Little, on ways we can begin helping our male counterparts heal. It's all cool until your dad, brother, or son is on the brink of a mental health breakdown. Let's just stop the cycle. It's time to heal and learn how to normalize men needing emotional support. It's time to have a mental moment with Jaya and C. Tune in now, you don't wanna miss it. A mental moment. All you need is a mental moment. Breathe it before you blow it, don't hold it in. Posture or pretend, just releasing you feel far better within. A mental moment. moment. Hey, moment. all you need is a mental moment. Take a second and you'll notice. Free your time, ease your mind. Stay in tune with what's brewing inside. A mental moment. moment. Hey, moment. all you need is a mental moment. moment. A mental moment. moment. With Jaya and C. Breathe, Jay. Breathe. <laughs> Take a deep breath. I know. <laughs> You're not new to this. You true to this. Yes, you were born I mean, for this. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool. Right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you, Jay, for being on the show today. <laughs> as you thank, breathe. <laughs> thanks for the invite. Thank you for no the invite. No problem, no problem. So today we're going to talk about normalizing emotional health for men and the need to having the conversation. We feel like it's very important. Let's just jump, dive in. Let's okay. do it. You ready? Right. Let's, let's, let's hit it. All right. Let's start off by saying, how did you get to a point where therapy, you knew that therapy was your passion and helping mm-hmm. I had a breaking. I had a breaking point. I had a breaking point. I was working for a company, uh, a Fortune 500 company, and I had a nice, decent position. I had a decent position there, so I was making decent money. Um, and I felt like every day I went to work, I felt like I wasn't making a difference. I felt like I was just there to do it. And over time, I was being pushed to, I was being pushed to go higher and I didn't have a passion to go higher. So I just kind of, I just kind of, in the beginning, it's kind of like, I guess sometimes if you get a job, it's like, you know, or you choose a career, whatever, it's kind of like, you know, I want to go here, 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 here. And once I realized that this wasn't for me, I was like, I'm kind of sick of this. So. I got sick of every piece of the job one by one. So it'd be like, you know, if we're having like morning meetings, God, I hate those morning meetings. God, I hate waking up first thing in the morning for it. God, I hate dealing with these folks. God, I hate dealing with everything. So it it just kind of escalated. And so oddly enough, oddly enough, I was in church one day listening one day. And at least our Rev is he's a proponent of mental health. And I just actually reached out to him this past week about doing something. But anyway, neither neither here nor there. But he got his degree in counseling as well. Uh, So he's got a counseling degree. He's just not practicing. But one thing he said was, you know, as as far as pastors, he was like, all of my white counterparts go find the couch to sit on. But when I'm talking to my other people, like, it's just like, nah, we're not doing that. God going to take care of it. And I think that's caca. I I just think that's, that's crap. So 
I, I just took that and I guess I held it in my memory banks. Right. And I just said, you know, enough is enough. I'm not dealing with this properly. Let me find someone who can help me. My first, that wasn't my first experience in mental health. My first experience in mental health, ironically, came from my mother. When I was a kid, I used to have really bad headaches, like horrible migraines. I had to leave school. And I saw the psychiatrist, and I don't know, you know, if I, it was, I was a kid. I don't remember if it helped or not. I just remember it was a pretty lady, and I, I enjoyed my time. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like nine years old. Hey, pretty lady. Okay, cool. So, yeah, 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 head, headache's gone. But, you know, that was, you know, I, I do remember that. But this time, you know, I just went, I saw a guy, and he made me feel like it was okay. And he made me feel not nuts. And, you know, I think... I won't go in. I won't go into detail because we'll probably deal with that a little later. But he just made me feel like a regular person, and that my problems were were validated, and that my problems were okay to talk about. He related things very well. He related things very well. He was an older. He was an older guy. He's a white guy, and you know, I really enjoyed my time with him. I really enjoyed my time with him. So you know, that's that's kind of how I got here. And after that, and this is this is this is like you know this is middle age like this isn't like my 18 it's not i'm not 18 or 20 you know this is 30 years old right. so I, I said to myself you know i started you know one of the things we talked about in therapy was like you know are you following your passion and i was telling him i was like well you know i don't know if my passion gonna pay the bills doc right. so <laughs> that was that was a concern that was a concern and he was kind of saying well you know you know we talked about you know and it, as as any therapist you know you go over the whole thing like it's, it's a holistic process so it's not just like it's not always like what are you thinking? It's like, what's going on here in your life? So, you know, we talked about finances. We talked about, you know, savings, all that good stuff. And it, it seemed doable. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks later, ironically, ironically, I just happened to see an opening or there's a new school in the area, Lenore Ryan. It's, in, it's based out of North Carolina. They were opening a satellite campus here in Columbia, South Carolina. And they had relaxed some of the they relaxed some of the some of the entrance application like so like we didn't have to take the what's the thing the 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 the, the, the graduate entrance exam like I didn't okay. have to take GRE, GRE. Okay. didn't have to take GRE, so it was like you know I'll try it and, you know I didn't mm-hmm. think I had a shot I'll try it, I did it so went wow. through worked and that's uh, pretty much how I got here. I'm actually waiting right now. I applied to USC. Not in the first round. I applied to USC to get a PhD in psychology. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that in the next month or so. I know I'm not in the first round. They, they've already let the first round people know. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hoping out. I'm kind of hoping out for something. So we'll see. We'll nice. See. We'll keep nice. our fingers crossed. Yes. I'm gonna do. Definitely it. believe. That's right. I asked the question. Right. Okay. Cool. So you had like a real journey to get to where you are, and it wasn't the path that we normally think of or hear of, um, which is always amazing. So that was a good way to start the question. How do you think men get to a point where, you know, withholding their emotions from the world is their best option? And do you, and like, how does that even lead to, you know, they have the statistics about you know, anything. I mean, withholding, suppressing your emotions as is can lead to suicide and depression. But for men specifically, why do they think that's the best option? Okay. so. I don't know. I don't know. If we think it's the best option. I think at times we may think it's the only option. Some of us are just not educated. Number one, that's number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. How do we? So it's a two-part question. Two-part question. So repeat it one more time for me. Yeah. I, 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 no, no, no. You're good. You're good. You're good. 
the question is how do you or you know why do you think men get to a point where withholding their emotions from the world is the best option so i think it's kind of always been ingrained in us it's like it's like the the tough kid you know it's like the whole honestly it's just honestly to me it's probably gender norms it's like you raise most people raise a boy different than they raise females Mm -hmm, uh, and they raise women so like with my dad my dad always wanted to he always wanted to prove to himself that i could prove to me that i was tough Mm, you know i've done some of the stupidest things alive mess with my dad like you know he you know, he knew I was scared of snakes. Hated snakes. Hated snakes. Scared of lizards, too. Still scared of lizards, too. <laughs> but hated snakes. You know, he made me grab a random, you know, I remember I was a kid. And this still, like, this is, I can tell you what, what happened. Like, made me grab a random snake. And the snake's just, like, wriggling in my hand. I'm like, I'm about to die. And he's like, you all right? And I'm like, no, I'm not all right. No, sir, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. You know, he would, you know, there were things like, you know, I was terrified of going under the house it's an old house. We were in a low-income neighborhood, and we used to have to set a pilot light. I don't know if y'all know what that is, but it's... Oh, see, th- I'm looking at you. Gotcha. So... I feel like I may, but I don't want to... Might. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. So, a pilot light, back in the old days, <laughs> back in the old days, a pilot light was a part of a heater under a house. Okay. Yeah. So, you had like a, like a gas heater or whatever. At some point during the winter, you just had to light a flame under it so that the flame could go back and forth through the heater. But you had to go up under your dank house mm-hmm. to get to it. Yeah. So, you know, he went up under there with me for like a year or two. And then I guess at like eight, nine, ten years old, yeah, go up under there and light the pilot light. Sir, I am not comfortable <laughs> lighting the pilot light by myself up under there. You know, so it's just, it's just this whole machismo thing. And it's like... It's, it's, when I talk to guys now, one thing I hear a lot is this. They can't give me something. You were talking about their parents and their fathers in particular. So when they're dealing with their own issues, it's always, they can't give me something they didn't have. Right. Mm. So, right. so for a long time, I was probably really angry with my father about certain things. But as you get older and you see different things, you're like, you ain't get this from your daddy. Right. Who didn't get it from his daddy? You got to see, you know, yeah, you get yeah. to see. It's like they've been, y- y'all, y'all was all screwed up. Mm-hmm. So I understand. And, and with, it's kind of like, like I like, I do uh, some work with the state department as well. I do some work with the state. Mm-hmm. And we deal with sexual predators, which is an interesting job. Whenever I tell people that, their eyes just pop out. Mm-hmm. But, it's kind of the thing is with them for most of the guys that I've seen, it's more of it's more of a thing where I call it like a vampire effect. So like they've come in contact with someone who has hurt them at a young age. So you can't necessarily gotcha. 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 you can't necessarily forgive what they've done, but it's like, oh, somebody beat the crap out of you when you were a kid. Oh, somebody touched you when you were a child. Oh, somebody beat you down mentally when you were a child. I understand now what's happening. Like, it's not acceptable for you to do this, but I understand. I think on a lower level, that kind of happens with men. You know, we we just, you know, we've been, you know, we still still got these gender norms. And, you know, people, guys still have issues with, you know, women making more than them. Um, 
women being in leadership positions. It's just real. It's it's it's, it's something that needs to be addressed. I could talk about that for a long time. Right. Being especially being a man with a daughter now mm-hmm. and understanding yeah. more about what women go through. Mm. I, I could really I could really just go off on that. And that's what that's what my next book is about. My next children's book. It's called I Wanted a Boy. Boop boop. Ooh. Yep. 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 Uh, so. Yep, yep. I, I think, yep, yep. but no, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, I, but yeah, like, we got, to, we got to do better with that. Like, we got to do better with that. But, yeah. I, but I hope that answered the question. No, it I hope did. That it definitely it. did. Mm-hmm. And I could see how, you know, just that built up anger and just pressure, for lack of a better word, could lead to suicide and depression. And sometimes, you know, right. it, it does, especially with depression. I mean, also being in a COVID environment, like, the list can go on. But, you know, that's another topic for another day. But I can see how that transpires. It's just a trickle effect. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how, you know, generationally we, you know, we get affected. And that's, you know, like, that's how things get passed down. And just by think like, you know, lack of knowledge there is. Like, you can't really expect for a man to, you know, be healthy for, you know, their son if, they you know they didn't see that or they're not aware of those things either so i know there was my pastor he mentioned you know he said you know get healed so your your kids don't have to get healed from your stuff if that Mm -hmm, makes sense mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that just always stuck with me and so you know we you know have these we have kids and we again we, we have our own traumas or our own things that needs to be addressed, but, you know, like, we can't do that. Or we don't do that if we, what am I saying? We, we can't do that if we're, if we don't handle our own stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. Right, right. I don't know if you've ever heard of or read. I'm currently reading it very slowly because I try to, I read, a, sometimes I read multiple books at a time. Mm-hmm. It's a book called Hurt People, Hurt People. You ever heard of it? But no, but it's, it's about that. that specifically. It's about that. You should check it out. Check it out. Yeah, he's putting a song. So, yeah. So, yeah. There's that. But yeah. So, Jay, can you tell us, why can a man speak to his friends about his emotional issues, but is hesitant to seek therapeutic help? So, I think that's kind of too far. I think that's kind of too far as well. So, so... <laughs> we're not a monolith men are not a monolith but seriously so like <laughs> so like all not men are different it. so all men are different but so number one all men don't confide in their friends and they just keep it a lot of them just keep it yeah. and when they have things going on at least from what I've seen in my little time like I said it's like you just keeping all that you, you, you keeping that build up until you can explode on the wrong person. Right. You have a friend's group. You have a friend's group, but you're not discussing the emotional part of it. So like if me and my friends are talking about issues sometimes, you know, we talk about X's and O's, X's and O's, mm-hmm. X's and O's, but you may not talk about how you feel because that makes you feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Now, fortunately for me, fortunately for me, I got some friends and you know we talk about this like and it's really like the language it's really like the language guys so it's like i feel like this man like this is really like this is on my brain like it's not just yeah. no i feel like this should be happening and mm-hmm. i feel upset and depressed and discouraged and you could talk freely i don't think that we 
I don't think that we, as a larger men's group, have evolved, whatever you want to say, have evolved to the point where we can do it. Now, for those of us who do, why is it we can speak to each other about emotional issues versus seeking therapeutic help? I also think that it's a it's a value system. Number one, I think it's a value system. And I think it's fear. So with the value part of it, we'll buy things that anybody buys things that we want. And when I first did, when I was first started working with at my site, you know, you got a site supervisor if you don't do the CEU route. But, yeah. you know, one thing that he told, one thing that my guy told me was, you know, Jay, don't shortchange yourself. He's like, if they want it, they can afford it. Mm. If they want it, they can afford it. So it's a value system. Mm -hmm. So you can, don't tell me, don't tell me that you can go out and go out on a guy's trip with your boys and spend three thousand dollars for you know a week a but you say you come back home and you're crying to yourself every night don't tell me yeah. that you're going to spend six hundred dollars on a pair of custom jays come on, yeah. <laughs> come on. but you, but you walking around hurt but you walking around hurt every single day empty yeah. empty mm, yeah. and that that's the that's the first part and like i said i guess it's a fear of stigma. It's a fear of stigma. It's still, it's still, man, you're crazy. Don't tell them, don't, don't let anybody know you're crazy. Don't let anybody know you're crazy. I, I like to, I like to let all my people know up front, I'm not here to diagnose you. That's, I, I, so I don't, I don't take insurance. I don't take insurance. And that gives me some freedom. That gives right. me a lot of freedom. Yeah. Love, it. Yeah. love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, But I'm not trying to diagnose you. And let's just talk i can i can look in my dsm if i need to and ho oh, you got you know you here 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 you know whatever for however those, for those who don't know what because i'm is, over here like tell us what oh the there you go See, what the heck is that <laughs> so what a dsm Therapist manual holy is, grail <laughs> yeah it's a diagnostic a statistical manual so basically okay. it is our it's our dictionary Okay, it's cool. our dictionary of things people have issues with. I don't want to say suffer from. I don't want to say have mental illness. I mean, it's classified as mental illness, whatever. Mm -hmm. But all, all we do, and this is another thing, all the DSM is is a classification of patterns of behaviors. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And so what people, what I, what, I, what I tell people sometimes, especially, you know, I'm struggling not to use specific cases. I'm struggling not to use like specifics. What I tell people when they're really going through stuff is, you know, you're going through this, this, and this, but it's a pattern. It's a habit. You can break this habit. Now, if you it gets to it now, every, some people do need medication management, and some people need more. Th you know, they need different things, but it's a pattern. So all the DSM tells you. So if it's like, you know. You know, you, you, you don't sleep for three days. You don't eat for seven days or, you know, stuff like that. And if that happens, then they're classified as this common thing. Right. If that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Ooh, you just touched a lot of people's souls, though. <laughs> why are you spending the money on them J's and not on that <laughs> help? Okay. Yeah, why? Why? Well, you buy, you get that email from Yeezy like I do. On bottles. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's, it's all fun and, you know, it's, it's fun. It gets fun. Mm-hmm. Until it don't. Right. But it's it's and it's funny. Go no, you were about to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying it gets fun until it don't. And now you sit in and now like this has become a habit and now you it's 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 you're indulging. So you see mm -hmm. how that builds? 
Right. Mm-hmm. You're feeding that. You're feeding that monster now. Yeah. You built that monster. Now you're feeding that monster. Yep. And it, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. It's 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 tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I ain't gonna say nothing. Else. It's tough. I feel it's like I don't tough. even want to ask the next question, but I'm gonna ask it for the sake of it's a question that I think still needs to be said. So we, because you mentioned it a little bit briefly about you know suppressing those feelings and holding them in, but psychologically, why do you think men feel like this is the safer route to withhold their feelings than spending that money that they know they have? to sit down and speak with someone because it's like the same for black women and it's a toxic trait we all know it but we feel black women feel like you know we can strong black woman we can do it all it's still wrong it's not right but you know i think i think that's funny because obviously women uh from what I've seen and from the data I've seen, women do have a higher prevalence of coming to see therapists than men. Mm-hmm. And as far as, as far as mental health is concerned, f- females dominate the, the arena. Like, you know, um, so why is it safe, safe to withhold? Why do we feel it's safe to withhold our feelings? Because we're scared. Because we're scared. Because we don't, like I said again, we don't want to be seen as nuts. So. We don't want to expose a part of ourselves that we were taught to to be strong about. You know, it's not that it ain't that bad. Like one thing, and I still say this to this day, and this is probably just came to this conclusion, like literally while I'm talking to y'all. One thing I always say to myself is, Man, you ain't gonna die. Mm. Well, you ain't gonna die. You'll be all right. You'll yeah. be all right. And everything, you know, like, you know, everything I have a my nephew, my nephew, I, I, I helped raise him since he was a little boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, in that, I've probably damaged him more telling him, man, you're going to be all right, bro. You ain't going to die. Like, let that let that go. Like, just stop. Just stop. Mm. Well, he might have just been expressing things to me. And even now I see little kids trying to express things to their parents that they come. And it's like the fathers are not receptive. So then the fathers yeah. get upset because it's like, why is he, you know, he when he go around his mama, he just want to talk, talk, talk. No, he just feels safe around his mother. Wow. He would talk to you but he feels safe around his mother. So why do we believe it's safer? Because we haven't, we haven't explored different safe spaces. And I think a part of that is just a part of that is still as the profession grows and grows exponentially with COVID and people really start to pay attention what's going to what's going on, that they realize there are other avenues for it. And, and you don't need to, just sit there and try to hold that stuff yourself so you develop heart disease and diabetes and all this mm-hmm. other stuff or whatever the case may be because that stuff manifests in your body. The Body Keeps the Score is another book. It's another good book. But yeah, it is but a yeah. good book. It's, it's, it's hefty and long, but it's yeah. helpful. <laughs> yes. It's helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm look at you. With that book. Look at you. <laughs> bookworm. Woo! <laughs> Man, I, was, I would not, I'm not going to say I'm a bookworm, but you know, there's a lot I, of books that you know like we come in contact with and you know that helps us within our fields so we got to stay sharp gotta stay sharp so let's segue a little bit so we've we've talked about ultimately like how you got into the fields what how'd you connect you pretty much went you know you went through a period where you've experienced where you you needed you needed therapy we talked about friends and, you know, their emotions or like how we present to our friends about our emotions. You're tuning in to a Mental Moment podcast. 
We'll be back after this message. Have you hit the subscribe button yet? Right now is a very important time to focus on Black mental health. And not because of an awareness month or ulterior motive. As a mental moment listens to our people of color, there's a wide range of emotions that we're experiencing. It's heavy. It's tough to navigate. The issues coming up were already there, but the incidences such as George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the aftermath have brought it all to the surface. But hopefully, this will lead to important changes moving forward. In order to get through this time, in order to make change happen in our lives and in our country, it's really important that we take care of our emotional wellness. Here's what we encourage. First, prioritize peace of mind over material things. Normalize treatment and not mental distress. Redefine the meaning of strength. Shine a light on mental wellness role models. Make resources more accessible. Provide free therapy in Black communities. And lastly, be an example of self-care in your community. This is your mental health tip of the day on a Mental Moment podcast. Have you hit that subscribe button yet? Welcome back to a Mental Moment podcast with Jaya and C. You're tuning in to Normalizing Black Men Emotional Support. Tune in now. You don't want to miss it. So what, like, what are the first steps to normalizing support for men? Let's just put it out there. First step to normalizing support for men is speaking their language or speaking our language, I think. And, and awareness, mm. and awareness that you've got resources and you've got help and it's okay to do it. Mm. Reaching people, again, reaching people where they are. You know, you can't be, you know, even even now, I'm a, I'm a therapist and, you know, we talk about emotions. It's like emotions. Like, you know, <laughs> like emotions. We talk about emotions, bro. We don't know emotions. But, you know, it's like certain words. Nah, but certain words are trigger words. Like you know, you know, like you know when you talk when you're talking to somebody, you know you try to stay if they if they have that reaction, you try to stay away from this word. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't want to. I don't. We're not gonna set up that trip wire. So it's it's knowing who your audience is, and if it's men, you know you got you know you might have to have you know you might have to have some you know it's it's good it's good that athletes are coming out and talking about it. Yeah. That, I think that's really good. I think that's really good in entertainers. But that's mm-hmm. on a that's on a large scale. We need it on right. a much smaller scale. So we need, you know, people in your local community that are respected talking about their issues with mental health because they getting they getting treatment because you know they they we we seeing them. So right. <laughs> we seeing them. So yeah, so I mean just just talking speaking people's language, going to where they are and making sure they know Making sure they know that resources are available that kind of, not necessarily cater to them, but just making sure they really know that resources are available. I'm big on speaking, speaking people's language. Because again, like, like you said, what certain words are, may work for one person won't work for the other, or they won't be so receptive of like that particular word or phrase, or even like an approach. If we're gonna be using like certain approaches with, I call them clients, with clients or, you know, your patients and whomever. So I'm really, I'm big on that. So thank you for sharing that. I know, I know. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. no I, was, I was just going to say, I was literally talking to uh, one of the psychiatrists in the program yesterday. 
and I'm trying not to use the language, obviously, but, you know, he's talking about, you know, people that have killed family members and people that have killed their wives and, like, gutted them open, all type of crazy stuff. And one of the things he said is, again, to just build the rapport, you know, I'm not coming in there with psychiatrist language. So right. he's like, you know, yeah. he's like, you know, he's like, you know, a guy says, I had to kill that blankety blank yesterday. It's not, hey, man, what were you feeling? You know, or, you know, it's like, why that blankety blank deserve it? Gotcha. You try to mirror, you try to mirror their language. And you might not be comfortable with saying some of that stuff, but you'll mm-hmm. get a better response out of people when you do mirror language. Because they so, feel yeah. like you're on the same, like, on the same level. Right, and that's that's the basis of building a relationship. That's the basis of building a relationship. Nice, right. nice, nice. I like that. I like that you brought that because in my mind I was like, well, what's their language? And then y'all just yeah. said, and I was like, that that's their language. Mm-hmm. You may, like mm-hmm. you said, you may not feel comfortable with it, but it's gone yeah. on the long yeah. end. It's gonna help. So what can right. we do? You gave one reason or one way we can support. You know, about mirroring them and speaking their language. But for women and men um, who have friends, family members, or whomever that are going through this what can we do to support you know men normalizing this stigma so that they feel comfortable speaking to somebody and seeking help from the standpoint of the friends or can you explain that one more time yeah, I'm a little slow I'm a little slow but I'm worth I'm worth waiting for <laughs> I'm a little slow but I'm worth waiting for but let's start here for women how can we support men in normalizing this stigma and y'all are already doing it Y'all are already doing it. 90% of the men that come to me, a spouse or a female family member calls. Mm. Y'all are already doing it. I think that it just takes, and that's something that, again, my old site supervisor, he told me. He was just like, you know, it's never, it's, it's almost never going to be the man calling unless he's just out of it, unless he's just yeah. done. Yeah. So I think that women are already doing a great job supporting men. What can they do or what can people do to support men just i'll tell you know what what i said earlier what i said earlier don't use the words don't use words like emotions try to use x's and o's and results oriented language because that's that's what men we, we that's what we think we are we think we're problem solvers and that's another gender norm that has been carried down and every man I met ain't no problem solver. Right. Some men like doing, we, we like doing all type of different stuff. We like getting cute. And we like, you know, like, don't do that, bro. Don't, don't do that, bro. I'm, I'm looking at you, bro. Don't do that. Like, you are not that guy. So, yeah, just, 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 I think for most guys, though, I think that's still kind of the X's and O's language. You know, mm-hmm. you're not doing so well on, on this or this day. Perhaps this person can help you here, here. You know, just... Try to stay away from, get them in there is the biggest thing. Get them there. Get them in there. Okay. Get them in there. So we get them in there. Now for the friends, because that could be, you know, women and men. You know, you may have friends that are men, you know, your guy friends who are in support of therapy. And they're trying to tell you like, hey, bro, you know, I think this would be a good opportunity for you. Or a good, I don't know, whatever the talk is. How can they be in support? Because sometimes you just saying, hey, I think you should do this. They may look at it like, oh, you think I'm crazy? You think something's wrong with me? And it's like, I just know you need help. Yeah, bro, I think you're crazy. <laughs> Real crazy. You're sitting up here about to lose your job crazy. Yeah, you're nuts. Stop acting nuts. Nah, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think I think as far as just, again, as far as the friends, be honest with them. Mm. Be honest with them. Don't, yeah. don't sit there because... Oh. The worst, the one thing you don't want to do 
the one thing you don't want to do is sit there and let someone I, I don't want to use this language, but it's, it's the truth. You don't want to let someone destroy themselves mm. and end up losing time on this earth because they were not dealing with an issue. I've met a ton of people. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter socioeconomic status. I met a ton of empty people. I met a yeah. ton of empty people. And it looks cool on the outside. It looks cool on the outside, but on the inside, they're just burning. They're just burning. So just be honest with them. You know, like just like as you have any other hard conversation if it's if it's your real friend and if it's your real friend you can already say what's up you right, know you right. can tell your real friend your breast ain't pop a mint you know you can tell your real friend you are <laughs> yeah. messing up your finances stop doing that stupid stuff yeah you know you can tell your real friend you're doing too much in this area this area and this area so you know hey you know i think you need to see somebody now i will say this now i will say this because mental health is very personal and there are some there is still a stigma behind it. I would, I just thought about this. Now, if you have not, if you've never been to see, to see a counselor, I could see someone looking at you like, well, you ain't did it. Yeah. So how are you telling, how are you telling me to do it? And you got your own little nutty issues over there. So, mm -hmm. you know, I could see, and, yeah, you know, and of course I'm joking about the nutty issue, but you know, you got your own yeah, issues over there. Too. So like, don't, 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 don't tell me to do, don't show me your receipts is what I love yeah. to say. Show me your receipts. Yeah. Don't tell me something that you, that you're not willing to do. Mm. Okay. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Right. But also lead by example. Yeah. So Jay, don't get sad. But we do have a wrap up. This is like. Is it? This is it. <laughs> you did so well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud I of you. His face. It's so but bad. in wrapping up, it's all right. It's okay. We're gonna have you back. We're gonna have you back. Yeah. This is deserved a part two. The part two. <laughs> I've heard that so many times in life. <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. So whatever, oh whatever, whatever, <laughs> boo. Okay, so, what's the, so tell me about, tell me about. And wrapping up. So <clears throat> in what ways can we take something from this discussion and become more transparent about how we feel without having the shame and the thoughts of, you know, what others may think or say? How can we take something from this discussion and become more transparent about how we feel without having the shame and thoughts of what others think or say. Consistency. Amen. Consistency. And there's a certain amount of empathy that has to be shown no matter what. I think kind of re relates to the last question, you know, like normalizing it, you know, like how can we discuss how can we become more transparent about how we feel and discussing the shame and thoughts? I mean, it's trust. It's trust. If you're not, you know, we, we tell people, I tell people all the time, I said, you know, when they come in, you know, when they come in or we're doing the video session, whatever, the first thing I tell them is, this ain't rocket science. This ain't magic. Mm -hmm. This ain't magic. I'm going to talk to you. You're going to talk to me. If you don't trust me, we're not going to get very far. So it just works in the same manner. You have to be dealing with somebody you trust. I think that a good thing, I think that a good thing about, you know, therapy now is like for if there's someone listening to this right now, they've never thought about it. Mm -hmm. There are a growing number of therapists who share, at least if not your interests, share your life experiences. Like for me personally, it's kind of weird. I'll say this and I'm going to shut up because I can talk all day. I'm kind of spooked out about it. 
and I've asked, I've asked other therapists about it, and they kind of shy away from it, which kind of scares me. So I've had, I didn't consider it before I started, but I've had a, a diverse, an adver, a diverse amount of life experiences, a diverse life, and so like everyone that sees me, I can relate to like one part of their issue, mm. and so I'm like, how messed up am I? <laughs> so, yeah. but, but even in that, they trust me. Yeah. They trust me. So where where it was a space of you know I can't let him in here. Oh, okay. This this this, this guy kind of understands me, so I I can deal with that. You know, if I'm talking, you know, if I'm talking to kids about, you know, I'm talking to kid, you know kids that have divorced parents, my parents got divorced, you know, if we're talking about people that had trouble, you know, doing this or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, like I said, the, the first thing I can tell you is, and again, like we was talking about showing receipts, showing receipts, I broke down and got there. So I'm not telling you something, I'm not sitting up here in front of you as somebody who doesn't understand what you're doing. Uh, the first thing to do, the first thing, I guess, to normalize it and to kind of become more transparent is... Be open, be honest, and look for someone, depending on where you're looking, look for someone who kind of mirrors the language that you're looking for, who mirrors the language you're looking for. Would you agree, Would y'all agree with that? Right, I definitely would. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we want to be, we want to, because I do, I have a therapist too. I'm seeking therapy. You know, therapists need therapy. But, you know, like there's some things that I've looked for in a therapist that I, like I personally wanted. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think I totally agree with that wholeheartedly. Like you, you want someone who is able to, who you feel like you can connect with, who can understand you, speak your language, but to also, of course, you know, a sense of transparency and a sense of like non-judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So. Right. I had a, yeah. Whenever you, whenever y'all get to that crying moment. Yeah, when, whenever you get to that old nasty cry moment with somebody and they feeling all weird, mm-hmm. it's all one of my most favorite, one of my favorite things to do is say, tell them like, I had that snot hanging out my nose when I was talking to my therapist one time. It's cool, bro. It's all good, man. It's all good. Let's keep it going. Let's keep this thing going. Unless you need some tissue. Unless you need some tissue. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, you know, like you got, I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you. I get it. So, yeah. yeah. This has been a treat. Like I said, this is like literally part one because it's needed to com- continue this conversation because I don't think men have this, you know, feel like they have the space to just be mm-hmm. all the time. It's like, I got to put on the front for my friends, you know, those new people I meet or yeah. my friends that know me, they may not, you know, understand that emotional side to me. So I still right. got to hold this barrier or, you know, this, this armor of protection of how right. I really feel but I'm suffering mm-hmm. inside. So I thank you for just opening that space up to say like, it's okay. And I think mm-hmm. the best takeaway I got was you gotta meet them where they at. And that means like talking to them the way they are talking to you so that they understand and they feel like, oh, I'm not talking to somebody who don't know me, they got me. And even to your passion, like, just think about it. I don't. I don't see it as, dang, am I that crazy, or am I got something going on? Because I can relate to everybody. It's like, look at how many people that you you are able to help, yeah. because yeah. you can relate in some way, shape, or form. And sometimes it doesn't have to be about like you 
yourself going through it, but someone close to you experiencing it, and you're able mm-hmm. to give mm-hmm. that advice and, and stuff mm-hmm. um, in that situation to get them to have a breakthrough. So that, in the end, if you want to look at it, it boosts up your clientele. But I, have. I can't take much more. I can't <laughs> take much more. It's <laughs> a, a good thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, now we definitely appreciate you and thank you. If you are in South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina, definitely reach out. But even if you're not virtually, can they reach you? Are you accepting new clients? <laughs> Don't seem like Burly. Burly. Um. <laughs> <Curly>. <laughs> <Burly>. <laughs> COVID has been COVID has been good and bad. Like we are, I'm way over what I said I was gonna take, but I still try to I still try to fit people in because I know it's a need. So like, yes, I am. If they need to, I'm on Psychology Today and Jay Zachary Little, and I'm also my website is FordCC.net. So it looks like Ford Community College, but I obviously I don't have a community college <laughs> yet. But FordCC.net, they can check it out. And yeah, I'm always, and you know, just like any other therapist, if I can't do it for you, I can always refer out. We can always refer out and try to find someone who's best for you, who's right. best for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, oh, cool. Thank you so much, sir. I won't Thank say y'all. sir. Thank you so much, Jay. <laughs> I just missed that. I just missed that. I just missed that. That's I said all right. it so quick. I was that's like, wait a minute. That's, that's all right. Don't worry. They're going to say it quick to you in a couple years. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's coming. I don't doubt it. <laughs> so then I'm good with Sierra. <laughs> I'm good with Sierra. <laughs> but nah, this has been a treat. This has definitely been a treat. Can't have. Can't wait to have you back on the show. This is dope. This is dope. Okay. This, this is okay. good. So if you got to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. I know y'all want Jay back. So do we. So clear your schedule, Jay, because you're gonna be on a part two coming soon, season oh, three. Boy. but no (laughs) make sure that you send this out to your friends your family um, your guy friends specifically but even listen to it yourself so that you can be of some support to someone else make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're using whether that's apple spotify or google Podcasts, and send it out to someone and make sure you follow us on instagram like us on facebook and follow us on twitter we'd love to chat with you we thank you for all the continued support and tuning in to Mental Moment Podcast every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Rate our podcast and leave us a comment of how you enjoyed the show. And as always, join our community on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We hope you enjoy the episode. And until you hear from us again, this is Jaya and C on a Mental Moment Podcast. A mental moment. All you need is a mental moment. Breathe it before you blow it, don't hold it in. Posture or pretend, just release and you feel far better within. A mental moment, moment. hey, moment. all you need is a mental moment. Take a second and you'll notice, free your time, ease your mind. Stay in tune with what's brewing inside. A mental moment, moment. hey, moment. all you need is a mental moment. moment. A mental moment. moment. With Jaya and C. Survive, well, that's to find meaning in the suffering.